Hello and welcome to episode 94 of the Going Upstairs podcast from Opening Up Cricket. This is the first of a double header with a guest doing the pods. Henry Eccles from Southport and Burtdale Cricket Club in the Liverpool competition has two different guests in both of these episodes where the focus is on club cricket and how people respond to things like the pressure involved, the time commitments, their psychological approaches to it. I think this is really important to take ourselves away from just seeing what happens in the professional game and bringing it back to what happens with most of us who play for recreation or fun at the weekend. Yet, because of the time commitments and the nature of the game, it can be really taxing mentally. So it's really good to hear these perspectives. I hope you enjoy them. What level did you play to? I think it's probably the first thing, like the highest level you played to. Yeah. So the highest level I, I played was first grade premier cricket here in Sydney. Um, so, yeah, that was sort of the highest level um, right. that, I, that I'd played. Yeah. Okay, yeah. gorgeous. Were you, did you open a bat with David Warner at points? Uh, I nearly did. Um, the two games I was scheduled to open the batting with him were washed out. So I oh, know, devastated. Yeah. I know, I know. So I sat in the change room with him and was yeah ready to. We had the pads <laughs> on, but uh, yeah, we got washed out. <laughs> oh right, okay. And are you still playing to that level now or not? Yes, yep, still you playing are? to that level. Okay, yep. cool. Yep. So are you playing? Are you playing one day games, three day games, or so at the moment kinds? playing playing one day is and two days. Okay, yep. right, tremendous. Um, so like during the week, so if you if you know you've got a game coming up, how much are you thinking about your own cricket? Um, currently at the moment, not as much as I used to, just because I am quite busy with sort of um, yeah, okay. what I'm thirty five now, almost thirty six. So yeah, I'm probably thinking more just day to day with work and stuff than I used to with my cricket. Um, so I'm probably spending probably training one day a week, one afternoon a week now for cricket. Um, and probably thinking about cricket a little bit on the Friday night. Um, also on the Tuesday, a little bit on the Friday night before I go. Um, whereas, yeah, I suppose if I'd say a couple of years ago, I would be training three days a week, um, three days a week, thinking about cricket most days. Um, and yeah, um, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you're if you're playing to that level, I assume you know, if you you know which team you're playing against, you'll know most of the guys that are playing for that side whether that be the bowlers as a batsman for yourself. Are you going into it? Are you thinking more about your own game and what you need to focus on personally? Or are you, does it vary? So obviously if you're playing against a particular side, are you thinking about their bowlers more or your batting? I always found myself personally, I performed better when I was focusing on myself okay. um, and what I was doing and my mindset and making sure I was in the right frame of mind. Um and being in a positive um, frame of mind. In saying that, though, I did have, I did know who I was up against and in the back of my mind have, uh, I suppose, a rough idea of what they bowled, what they were looking to achieve. Um, so, you know, knowing what they were looking to achieve or how they were trying to get me out um, was good knowledge to have, but I didn't focus on it or it wasn't a lot of my focus. It was just okay. a subsection of, okay, knowing this guy is a fast bowler, he's going to do this. And then I just go, okay, I know what he's going to try and do in the back of my mind. But yeah, my main focus game day and everything was, hey, what am I doing? 
How am I, okay. am I moving my feet? Um, do I have a clear mind? Those sort of things. Yeah. And was that something that you found yourself through time or was that something that other people advocated, maybe coaches advocated for that you wanted focusing on your own game? Um, I found it through time. What what worked okay. for me? Um, okay. I you know, played a little bit with – when you play a little bit more with professional players as well, the guys that are full-time cricketers, uh, you know, don't have day jobs. Um, when you start playing with some of those guys, for example, I think I played a bit with Sean Abbott and, and – Daniel Bell Drummond, who plays a little bit over there, has played for I think England Lions and things like that. When you talk to those guys, they loved knowing what the other what the bowler was doing, everything about it. They want to know what they were doing, what they were thinking, what does this guy do, what's he going to do, and their whole game was based on thinking about what the other guy was trying to do to get them out, what the wicket's doing. Whereas I found that I'd overthink a lot of that stuff, and and um, over time I tried to do that sort of thing but I'd find I'd be yeah overthinking and almost premeditating what I was going to do thinking oh he's going to bowl he doesn't spin the ball much but then they'll spin one um, right, so okay. it was more so okay watch the ball focus on what I'm doing move my feet um, and play with a bit of a clearer mind that's what yeah. I found ended up working for myself yeah, yeah. okay so obviously you've obviously spent a lot of time thinking about cricket and that it's played a massive role in your life when do you have are you actively trying to switch off from the game to maybe come a Monday or during the week if you go a couple of weeks without a game, maybe? Because it takes up so much of your time, so much of your focus. Are you ever actively trying to switch off, maybe take a break? Absolutely, absolutely. I reckon up until I was about 24 years of age, maybe, I think I was that obsessed and that keen to do well that I'd put a lot of pressure on myself and i just think cricket nonstop. And I, you know, um, it'd be a bit of my self-worth. So, you know, if I didn't do well on the cricket on the weekend, I'd be really disappointed. I'd probably be down on myself and a bit negative. Um, it wasn't until I was about 24, 25, I read a few things. Um, I had a conversation with a, um, a psychologist for about a month or so. Um, did about six sessions, I think, with this, with this um, psychologist for about five, yeah, it was about five or six weeks once a week. Um, and just sort of talking about the game, how I was thinking about life in general and approaching approaching that. Um, and through those conversations and grabbing a few of those tools, I started to relax a bit more during the week and, and try and enjoy the game more and, okay. and think think more, yeah, do, do some things outside of cricket that I enjoyed more or because um, I'd have a tendency when I was younger to not hang out as much with mates because I'd be too busy focusing at cricket or going to hit balls or going to do all these other things that I'd probably burnt myself out a little bit and put too much pressure on myself. So absolutely, around that 25, yeah, 24, 25, I started to really understand the concept of switching off during the week and not thinking about cricket, um, only thinking, trying to switch on when I was at training. Um, so okay. before training, um, maybe on the drive, start to think about it and think about what I wanted to achieve. Then think about it while I was there, but then when I'm left, switch off, do something else, whether it be anything, watch a TV show, catch up with some mates, um, yeah, something along those lines. Um, but yeah, absolutely, definitely, as I'm okay, older. Okay, so it was the help of a psychologist that's made you sort of take and made you relax a little bit more during the week. Was that someone you sourced yourself or were they? was that given to you by the grade or your your? That was someone I just ran into when I was training. I was I, I used to do club training but i'd also do my own training on top of that 
And the the guy actually was there at the time dealing with some of the younger blokes that was at this indoor center. Um, and we just st- sort of st- struck up a conversation and I'd had a really bad season the one before um, and I was just in a really negative mindset. And he sort of, yeah, he sort of said to me, well, mate, I think I can help you and, and would you mind, you know, doing a six-week se- sort of session with me um, once a week? Um, gave me a bit of homework to do in terms of writing things down. Um, so I was very fortunate that I sort of run into him and started talking around a few things. Um, and, and yeah, from there, I was very fortunate that yeah, running into him, having that conversation, opened my eyes to a few things about my thought processes. And, and I suppose my, I had a fixed, what's called a fixed mindset um, from my reading. I don't know if you've done any, much reading around that. But at the time when I was younger, I had a bit of a fixed mindset where I thought I was only good at this or I was only good at that. I couldn't improve at this and and it was sort of like this is what I've got and this is what I've got to work with. So he really just opened my eyes to, hey, um, I've got to have an open mindset and um, and really, yeah, really um, I can improve. I have I have to take complete ownership of my success and failures and um, and and yeah, um, plan plan a lot more. Okay, have you mm. have you gone back to him since or is it just if you just sort of, I've, I've reached out to him every now and then. It was just then. Um, I've reached out to him every now and again with just an email, just to have a, a catch up, um, just to just to see how things have been. Um, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't had to go back to him. Um, I've done my own research from there um, and grabbed a few books and read a few things, um, listened to a few podcasts with some former international sports people and things like that of what they've read. And what they've found succeeded. So I've sort of gone down that path and sort of reading a bit about how professional sportsmen or Olympic athletes, what they do to, to get their mind right and things like that. Now, with the resources of a psychologist and things, obviously it takes money. So, um, but finding out what books they read and, and, you know, learning that way, I found has been a, a good way for me to understand. Um, okay. Even further. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, tremendous. So obviously you had. You were younger when you needed when you asked for help, various like that. Have you? Are there? Has there been any younger players coming through in your time? As of as you've progressed, as you've got older, and you've had a greater idea for these things. Have there been any younger players coming through that you've helped or passed on any knowledge like that to? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think nearly every every younger guy that asks for it, um, I probably don't seek out as many. Um, I probably don't seek out as many unless I really see someone that's. I suppose down on themselves or frustrated um, or beating themselves up, um, and you know what that's like as a cricketer when you, if you're batting or bowling and you're not getting the wickets or you're not getting the runs, you have a tendency just to go for a walk around the ground or something and sort of beat yourself up mentally. If I see someone doing that to the extreme, I'll sort of walk over and help out, or or I just offer it. Every all the young guys that I speak to, they know that I'm a I've been around for a little bit, seen a few things, know some of my achievements. And, and I want to help them out. And, and, and so I say, you have any questions, you come up and ask me. Um, I offer some of the books that I've read to them to have a read and get their mind around that, and, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, all, always younger guys will come up and ask. Um, if, you know, some younger guys do, some young guys think that they don't really, they already have what they need or they're probably too scared to ask. So Okay. What, what hmm. are the books you've read? Or which ones have you found to be the most helpful? Um, 
so there's one um, by um, a Carol, I think her name's Carol Dweck, um, and it's on mindset and understanding the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Um, I'll just Google this one now because I think it's worthwhile. So, yeah, it's called um, – It's called. where is it? Where is it? On Amazon, it's called – it's called Growth Mindset, I think, by Carol. It's Mindset. It's called Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck. And that one there really, really highlighted the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset and where you've got to be in that growth mindset to learn, grow, improve. You can always learn, always improve. And there was another one. Um, who was it by? It was called the Four Affirmations, I think it is. Um, I'm trying to think of what it was called. Um, I was reading it recently. Um, it was something along the lines of the four affirmations. Um, I'll send you a link to them. I'll send you a message oh, to them. Thank you. Um, Cheers. It's called the four affirmations um, of how you can think about it in life. So it's it's not even just cricket. It's just more in life and thinking about more positively and, and not taking things personally and trying to do your best every time. Um, things like that that, that really um, – help you obviously you want it to help you with your cricket but it actually helps you with your overall life um and and the way you view things um in every aspect of your life so yeah yeah so you obviously you've had quite a lot of you've had a, a large impact on your life from a sports psychologist or your cricket certainly is that ever something you pursue when you retire in terms of not necessarily for for a whole career, but certainly some maybe part time helping out any of the other boys in your grade oh, in your association. Absolutely, um, I you know cricket's my passion. Love love it, um, and um, you know having a, a little boy that I know will play sport um, doesn't have to be cricket. It could be whatever sport he wants to play, but um, also still having you know being uh, playing and, and knowing younger guys. That are in their twenties um, that ask you things. You know they're going to be playing cricket for the next ten years. So any support that I could provide there, I like being involved and being around cricket. So um, yeah, for me, absolutely, it's something that I'll help guys. Um, and and I, you know, in in terms of myself, when I was coming through younger and I didn't get that support from some of the senior players, um, and and sort of was sort of a bit of the dog eat dog whereas they weren't as supportive because they were looking after themselves and it was a bit um wasn't a supportive environment it's not what i want to see passed on to other younger guys so for me it's about making sure that when i see that sort of thing or if i see you know i want to make a difference in sort of younger guys and sort of saying hey your success is based off other people as well um in the long run, you can do well yourself, but you need support from other guys. It's not just as an individual game. As much as the results can be seen as individual, you're still playing as part of a team. You need you need the support of your teammates and through the good times and bad times because cricket cricket is tough. Cricket's based on failure, so you need that support to help you grow and learn and do the best that you can. So, yeah, absolutely. Right, right. I'll let you get on with your day. No problem, buddy. Great to see, see you. See you later. You take care. Bye. See you, legend. Bye, Henry. Bye. Bye.